Thank you, Lucas. Well, thank you, church family, so much. You know, I this has been a, um, a really special time for my family and myself. We just are overwhelmed and, and honored, humbled by the the opportunity, I've said before, to to continue to live out our call. You know, my wife and I, as Tom said, we felt a very clear call to ministry on December 1st, 2002. And God took me out of what I was doing, working at Lucent Technologies, and moved me in a direction of full-time pastoral ministry, never knowing what God had in, how many know we never know what God has in store, right? And it's probably better that way, amen, church? It's better we didn't know what God had in mind, because we probably would be more apt to say no. I'm not qualified, I'm not ready, I don't think I, I have what it takes, and we'd be more likely to say no than to say yes to the call of God. But I want to also reflect on a moment um, that happened before that. I remember, I've, I've shared this story so many times um, about being mentored in college by Carl Dobson. The, very few have had as much of an impact on my life. I told you all I grew up in an amazing family, a Christian home. We attended this church for 42 years. My parents are here in the front row, my brother and his wife. My twin and his wife live in Georgia, but this has been our home church for a long time. Uh, but Carl Dobson truly was used by God to put into me a love for the Word of God. And in college, in my junior year, I began to grow in my passion for this book. I began to understand this book and apply it to my life in significant ways. And it's actually still this physical book. This was the Bible that my Aunt Joan bought me as a graduation present from high school. And I took it to college, didn't read it for three years, but it's an important book. And, um, and maybe you've given a Bible to somebody, you're not sure if they ever read it, but you never know if they'll start to read it. But um, I want to reflect on a moment that uh, 20 some years ago, when I came back from college, I was playing church league softball on the sideline uh, between innings. Uh, just Pastor Brian and I both played church league softball back in the day. And um, between innings, Brian had said to me, just kind of knowing that I had been mentored by Carl, knowing that I had grown in my faith, and I was kind of ready to be deployed into the kingdom and be used by God to start to bear fruit in my life. And he said, hey, Scott, he's like, I know, I know you've been mentored and growing your faith, a love for the word of God. Tell me if you, you feel ready and willing to Get off the bench and get involved and start using what God has done in your life to, to teach others. Just, again, very casual conversation on the side of a baseball field. And I said yes. Kind of a, a handoff in some fashion, right? And I wonder how many of you, God is prompting you even to say yes right now. I don't know what God has been doing in your life to serve, to grow, to become, so that you can bear fruit, but... I would suggest that this handoff happens to all of us, right? Every one of us in this room is called to bear fruit for the kingdom. And God wants to do something in your life, not just in my life. He wants to use all of us. And so I would encourage every one of us, if you have not yet found your place in the body of Christ, where you fit and where you're called to serve, I want to hand you a baseball right now and say, hunt down one of our staff members in the atrium today before you leave. 
Go serving kids and students. Get involved in our local outreach. Get involved. Get off the bench. Get onto the field. I'm handing you a ball as well, church, and say, you know what? We serve together. As Brian said, we together fulfill the mission of this church to reach people and grow together in Christ. Amen, church? So I'm handing you a baseball. Get involved, okay? I want to share a, um, a word today that really was, the, the passage was on my heart a while ago for this message. It's John chapter 15. If you have a Bible, go ahead and turn into your Bible to John 15. If you're online, we welcome you as well, man. We are so glad that you're tuning in from wherever it is that you are tuning in. And I have a word, it's, it's going to be a bit of an abbreviated word because I have a, there's a very special song I want you to hear at the end of this service that's been ministering to me as well. But I have some things I want to share with us today. And I want to start with last week. Again, as they said in the break, if you haven't heard last week's sermon, please uh, find time this week and go back and listen to it because it would be very important to me that we together uh, would know what the, the commitments are of this church. And I shared four unwavering commitments that I, I will make as your pastor, as one of your pastors, right? Jesus is the shepherd. I'm an under-shepherd, as Tom said. But these are four commitments that I will make to you and I want us to make as a church together that we will have an unwavering commitment to God's word and its priority in our church and in our lives. Number two, that we would have an unwavering commitment to God's son and his lordship in our church and in our lives. And then number three, that we would together share an unwavering commitment to God's spirit and his leadership in our church and in our lives. I shared a lot of scripture last week. I hope you'll go back and watch the message if you weren't here and didn't tune in last week. And then the fourth one is that we together would have an unwavering commitment to prayer, to storming the gates of heaven on our knees, and to believe God for a move of God at GT and through GT so that we would reach Berks County and beyond. And will you, let me ask you, as Tom said, the I do's, right? If you would agree to those four unwavering commitments, will you say, I do? All right, very good. Because I think that that, puts us on the right footing as a church to continue the mission that God has for us at GT. And again, last week I shared a lot of scripture with you that was important to me. Some of my favorite red letters. Today I'm going to zoom in on just John 15. But I'm going to remind you of the, the series verse that I think is kind of underscores the entire series of why would we even take six weeks and examine the red letters of Christ? Because Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The red letters in your Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in Acts chapter 1, Jesus said the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The word of God, Jesus' words, the red letters should be life to us. You and I should come expecting not just to hear from a pastor but when we come to church on Sunday morning, we want to lean in and expect to hear from God. That God would speak and that God would move in our lives and in our church. Amen, church? That's my hope is that we would come every Sunday, tune in every Sunday, expecting that God would speak and that God would move in our midst and, and touch people's lives forever. So John 15, again, I'm going to be abbreviated today because of what today is, but 
We're looking at some of the last words of Jesus. When you look at John chapters 14 through 17, you are reading some of the things that Jesus said in the last week of his life. Now, when, when people live the last week of their life on this earth, they often don't know that it's the last week of their life, right? But when Jesus lived the last week of his life, Jesus knew it was the last week of his life. And knowing that, Jesus said some very important things in John 14 through 17. Jesus talked a lot about the Holy Spirit. Again, knowing that he had seven days left with his disciples, he was comforting them, knowing that he would soon depart the earth. But he spoke a lot about the Spirit of God who would come on them and in them to empower them to change the world. And then he talked about staying in himself. This probably might have felt like a weird thing that Jesus was saying to them, but we're going to read it together. John chapter 15. These are the words of Jesus. He said, I am the true vine, as opposed to any other false vine. He said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. Again, Jesus is calling every one of us in this room, from the very front row to the top of the stadium seating, to everybody joining us online, whether you're in Berks County or somewhere else in the world. If you're a child of God, he has commissioned you to live a fruitful life in him. It is the will of God that your life is fruitful in him. But church, you will never be fruitful apart from the life-giving nature of the vine himself, Jesus Christ. In fact, throw that picture up, guys, the picture of a vine, not an uncommon image. This was a very common image in Israel. When Jesus said these things, everybody, every listener, again, this is a parable in John 15. When Jesus spoke, he often spoke in parables. He took something very common. He took a common image, a natural image, to speak about a supernatural truth. And so John 15 is a parable where he talks about the vine and the branches. The father is the vine dresser, the gardener. And then Jesus is the vine. And take note of this, that the branches are 100% dependent on the vine. Those branches, the branch that bears the grapes, cannot do what they do apart from their relationship to the vine. They depend on the vine for nourishment, for support. They depend on the vine for life. Again, you and I, if we don't live in this agrarian situation, we don't really understand the relationship between the vine and the branch, but the original hearers of these words of Jesus would have very easily had in their mind this image of the grapevine or the olive tree or whatever. They would have understood the relationship between the vine and the branches. The, the branches are, listen, 100% dependent on the vine for their very lives. The connection is that you and I, church, as followers of Jesus, are 100% dependent on Jesus Christ for our very existence. Our very existence. The first point is this. Fruitfulness in our lives is rooted in connectedness. You will never be fruitful in your life and in this kingdom of God apart from your connectedness to the vine of Jesus Christ. He goes on to say this. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, abide in me, he said, and I will also remain in you. No branch, listen, no branch can bear fruit by itself. 
it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, listen, you will bear much fruit. And then this, this next phrase has really captured my attention over these last few weeks. Again, today is the week on being. If you're joining us in the reading journey over the next 40 days, you'll be reading the chapters that talk about how do I spend my time being in Jesus Christ. This chapter, John 15, is all about being in Christ, about abiding and remaining in him. And Jesus said this, apart from me, you can do nothing. Notice he didn't say, apart from me, you can't do many things. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So you might wonder, well, what does he mean by that? Because there are a lot of things that I can do, and I don't necessarily have in mind that I'm doing this for Jesus. I can play baseball. I can go to work. I can serve hamburgers. I can uh, lead a company. I can parent my kids. There are a lot of things that we can do, and maybe we aren't giving credit to Jesus. But what Jesus is saying is, apart from me, you can do nothing that has eternal significance. Your investment, your, your being a conduit of God to, to be a conduit of you, God using you to bear fruit in this kingdom, you cannot bear fruit that has eternal significance apart from your connectedness to the vine. Amen, church? You cannot bear fruit apart from your connectedness to the vine. One of the things that we pray often in the back room here before we come out on the stage is this. We say, God, today, we declare our dependence on you. As a follower of Jesus, every day you and I should declare our dependence on Jesus Christ. We should wake up in the morning and say, God, today there is nothing that I can do of eternal value apart from my connectedness to you, Jesus. Declare my dependence on him. Verse six, Jesus said this, if you do not remain in me, these are very important words. Again, the last week of Jesus' life and he issues a warning. His last seven days on earth, last seven days with these 12 men who would be commissioned to take the message of hope to the world. And Jesus issues a warning. He said, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. And I just want to say something to somebody here. I don't know if you're in this room or if you're joining us online, but friend, if you have been drifting away from Jesus, Jesus gives a very stern warning that it is possible for us to no longer remain in him. And I'm pleading with you. Imagine Jesus pleading with you today. If you, are, if you consider yourself to be a Christian, at some point in the past you made a decision for Jesus, but you know Maybe nobody else around you knows this. Maybe on the outside you've been able to hide this, but you've got secret sin in your life. You've been walking away from Jesus. You've been drifting from the vine. Friend, if that is you, please circle on your calendar April 18th, 2021. Jesus is pleading with you to come back. Jesus is pleading with you. Turn from your dangerous course and turn back to the life-giving source who is Jesus Christ, the vine. He is the only way for you to turn your life around and to become reconnected to the vine himself. 
I don't know who that is, but it may be a word for somebody even in this room. You know who you are, and the Holy Spirit knows. And he's probably got his hand on your shoulder right now. He's saying, it's you, friend. Turn back to the vine. He is the only way that you can be fruitful in this world. Then he says this, Jesus' words. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. I want to be part of a church that is fruitful for the kingdom of God. I want to be part of a church that bears much fruit. But Jesus said the way to do that is to remain in him, to stay connected to the vine, to stay connected to his words showing yourselves to be my disciples. He said, this is the other thought I had, being, so being in Jesus is rooted in abiding in his word. The way that you and I stay connected to Christ is by abiding in him. And I don't think of it in terms of a command. I don't know about you, but when somebody commands me to do something, my flesh kind of resists, right? Raise your hand if you're with me, right? If somebody commands you, If they ever even, nobody uses the word, but if somebody, my son just put his hand up, just saying. (laughs) But when somebody gives you a command, your flesh is like, I don't know about, listen, Hoss, like, consider this the invitation, right? Again, Jesus does command us, and he has, he's the God of the universe. He has the right to command us as his followers to do something. But if that troubles your flesh, then I would remind you to say, you know what? Jesus isn't just commanding, he is inviting you. He is inviting you to stay connected to himself and to live in an ongoing relationship with him, an awareness of his presence in your life. You know, we're encouraging you to read this every day, you know, maybe five, 10 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes you spend time reading this book, you open your Bible, you read a couple chapters, you spend five minutes in prayer, then you go on about your day. But imagine this, just imagine with me, if, if you're going on a road trip. So my family, we often drive to Georgia. We visit my twin brother and his family. We drive down there once or twice a year. It's a 12-hour drive. How many love road trips? We do. We're a road trip family. We love the drive. Just love unplugging, disconnecting, right? But imagine if I spent 5 or 10 or 15 minutes before we get in the car talking to my wife. And then for the next 12 hours, she's sitting in the front seat and I ignore her. That's not going to go so well, is it? Yet that's what we do with Jesus. How many of us, we do our, we do our duty, right? Five minutes, five minutes, and five minutes in prayer. We got the five, five, and five, and we spend our time with Jesus. Then we go about our business the remainder of the day unaware of his presence in our life. Can I suggest to you today, church, that the most important thing, one of the most important things that we could do is simply become aware of his abiding presence in our lives 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Because God has a plan for you to be fruitful beyond serving in the church and beyond 15 minutes of reading the word of God on a Monday morning. God wants you to be a conduit to be fruitful, to bear fruit all day long. And if you and I, what would happen if the church, the people of God, would become acutely aware of the presence of God by his spirit in us every day, all day? I wonder if that would make a difference in our lives. He goes on to say this. 
As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Listen to the next words. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. That bears repeating. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Not only is fruitfulness rooted in connectedness, not only is being rooted in abiding, but listen, abiding is rooted in obeying. Abiding, staying connected to the vine is directly connected to our level of obedience to the words of Jesus. I thought I'd get one amen to that. Listen, church, I just got appointed as your new lead pastor. You got to amen me once in a while. Our, our level of abiding in Jesus is directly connected to our level of obedience to his words. Thank you. <laughs> abiding is rooted in obeying. As a follower of Jesus, we are not, again, commanded, but invited to follow the words of Jesus. One of the best ways to stay close to Jesus is simply to keep his words. And I might say one of the fastest ways to drift away from Jesus is to ignore his words. Same is true in your marriage, right? One of the fastest ways to drift apart in a relationship is to ignore one another. Fastest way to drift from Jesus is to begin to ignore his words. James 4, 8, God says, draw near to God and I will draw near to you. Your level of closeness to Jesus is 100% up to you. And think about a vine and a branch. Do you know that the vine itself does not bear fruit? You look at that, that grape image I showed you earlier. There are no grapes hanging directly from the vine. Consider that. Is it possible that Jesus cannot do his work in the earth apart from you and I? The vine itself does not bear fruit. The vine is only fruitful when the branches are fruitful. Do you see what I'm saying? Jesus, this, this sounds so backwards, but Jesus is dependent on you and I being fruitful so that his work can be done in this earth. He invited us to be co-laborers to work with him in the harvest the work of the gospel, the kingdom of God, is dependent on you and I responding to the call of God to be fruitful in our lives. Here's the bottom line that I want to bring our team out. I want you to listen to this song. The bottom line is this. Being it gives meaning to doing. You know, I, I'm wired to be very, you know this, I've said this before, I'm wired to be very industrious. I'm a I'm very much a doer. How many are doers in this room? Like you're busy, you like, you like to be busy. I'm not so good at relaxing. I'm not so good at taking time off. There's, in my brain, my brain says there's always something I could be doing, so there's always something I should be doing. Anybody like that? Raise your hand online, put it in the chat. Yeah, that's me. Like, and sometimes being is hard for me. Just slowing down. Stopping the activity, the busyness of my life. But I have learned that it is so essential, especially for my personality, that I must, I learned this in college, I must take time every day, first thing in the morning, maybe after I get coffee, but early in the morning, right? Early in the morning, 
I'm going to spend time being with Jesus because it is the being that gives meaning to doing. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. We can be very busy in our lives doing a lot of things, but if we are not first being with Jesus, abiding in the vine, then a lot of our doing may not have eternal significance. And Jesus wants you to stay connected to him, abiding in the vine, so that your doing flows from your being, and then your doing has eternal value for the kingdom of God. Guys, you can come on out and get ready to start playing for that song. There's a song that's been ministering to me. Probably for about six or seven weeks, I listen to it every day. Uh, I love Waymaker. Many, many of you love that song we sang earlier. But this is a different song. And it really has helped me over this, this journey of the last two months of transition. It has helped me so much to make sure that I am rooted in Jesus Christ. And it's brought a fresh level of awareness in my life that apart from him, I can do and I can be nothing. This song hopefully will remind you of how important it is to work on. This week we're going to be reading together on the being chapters of the Red Letter Challenge. I hope you'll read with us. Grab a book if you don't have it on the way out. I hope you'll join us on this journey. You'll be reading about how to read the Bible, praying, worshiping, quieting, resting, celebrating, fasting. You'll learn about the, the spiritual disciplines. This week is so essential in your journey with us on this Red Letter Challenge because this week you will read about the disciplines that help you stay connected to the vine. This week is all about being in Jesus, staying connected, abiding in Christ so that our doing finds its meaning in our being. So just kind of sit back, close your eyes, listen to the words of this song, and allow it to remind you of how important it is to stay connected to the vine of Jesus Christ. Tell me, what can I do? I can't live without you. I can't live without you. Tell me, what can I do? I can't live without you. I can't live without you. So tell me, what can I do? I can't live without you, Lord. I can't live without you. So tell me, what can I do? I can't live without you, Lord. I can't live without you. So here's my heart. Here's my mind. I give you my soul, Lord. I need you to take control Cause I've tried it all Yes, I've tried it on my own But what i found is I can make it on my own 
There's a part of that song that says, I've tried it on my own. And I want to give very two, two very specific invitations today. For, for many of us in the church, it was kind of a, a unique day. For me, it's a very significant, special day, obviously. And my exhortation to the church, the, the family of God, is, man, let's focus our lives on being in Jesus, abiding in the vine every day, every moment, so that our being is what gives meaning to our doing. But two specific calls. One, I'm talking to the person, the people who are listening online, who are in this room, who you know that you are the one that's been drifting. Or you're the one that has drifted. And today needs to mark a new day in your life. 
what we would call in the church, that you would make a decision to rededicate yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. For somebody under the sound of my voice, maybe it's you online, put it in the chat or click the button, click the link, that you are wanting to rededicate your life to Jesus. Don't go another day, another day without living connected to the vine. And then there's another line in that song that literally at the very end, one of the last lines that Dan, Dan sang is, there's no me without you. And for, for the person who's listening today, maybe you're here, maybe you're online, maybe you'll tune in five weeks after this message is shared. But can I tell you in love that apart from Jesus, there is no you. Someday, listen, someday, all of us are going to change locations from this earth. Someday we're going to change locations. Many of us, we're going to change locations. We're going to go to be with the Father in heaven. In John 14, Jesus said, I go there to prepare a place for you. Jesus has a place ready for you if you've made a decision to follow him. But unless you've made that decision to follow Jesus, when the time comes for you to change locations and to leave this earth, Jesus said, the words of Jesus, the red letters say that you will not go to be in the presence of God. You'll move to a different location. And if that is you, if you, do, if you are not 100% certain today that you are connected to the life-giving nature of the vine, if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, I am begging you today to make that decision. In fact, I want everybody to bow your heads, close your eyes very briefly. I want to count to three. And if you are here today and you've never once made the decision to follow Jesus, when I get to three, just slip your hand up. One, two, three. Anybody at all in this room, say, Scott, it's me. Scott, I, I'm not sure that when I change locations, I'm going to go to be with Jesus in heaven. I see those hands over there. Anybody else? Thank you so much. I see those hands. Anybody else in this room? Scott, I'm not certain that when I change locations that I'll be going to be with Jesus. I've never made the decision to connect myself to the vine. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. If you're online, just click the button there. They'll guide you through it online, our, our chat hosts. Church, pray with me these words. Everybody can pray this, but if you're rededicating or deciding to follow Jesus for the first time, this prayer is for you. But everybody, say these words after me. Dear Jesus, I'm asking you right now to save my soul. I place my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I confess my sins and trust Jesus for his forgiveness and for his life. And from this day forward, I am now connected to Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. In his name I pray, amen. Church, can we celebrate that today? I saw several hands go up. Do you know what that means, church, that their eternal location has been decided today. Amen? The Bible says that the angels in heaven 
are celebrating. For those of you who raise your hand, please find one of our team members. There's a bag on your way out. It's got information, has a card we'd love you to fill out so that we can stay connected to you, right? You now became connected to Jesus. We want to stay connected to you as your church family and, and walk with you on this journey. You can leave that card with one of our team members. There's some resources in that bag to help you learn now how to be with Jesus as you live your life for him. If you're joining us online, man, we love you. We are so grateful that you made that decision. Click the link below and our team will walk you through. Now what? What do I do now that I made this decision to follow Jesus with my life? Church, let's stand. We're going to dismiss today. Thanks so much for joining us today. We are excited to dive into the words of Jesus so that we can better reflect him in our lives so that when we encounter others, they encounter Jesus. I hope you feel encouraged to join us in our daily devotional, the Red Letter Challenge this week. We wanna make sure that you stay encouraged and motivated in your faith all week long. Check out our Growing Together episode every Wednesday on Facebook, YouTube, or our GT Church podcast. Pastor Christine talks with guests every week to dive further into our Sunday messages with the hope to give you that midweek boost of inspiration and encouragement. We've got a lot of things happening here at GT Church, and we don't want you to miss out on any of it. You can stay connected with GT Church all week long by following us on social media everywhere at GT Church Online. You can also download our GT Church app. It's a great resource, and you can find everything you need there. Again, don't forget to join us for our Going Together episode this Wednesday night. Have a great rest of your week, church.